Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Bobby, And I'm Kimberly. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns, insider marketing and copywriting tips, interviews, and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of one. But before we dive into that topic today, as always, we like to, you know, kind of figure out a little bit of a random topic to start us off, and then we'll relate it back to marketing because everything in the world relates back to marketing, according to these two copywriters. So, Bobby, what is the question for me today? Oh, Kimberly, I have a fun one for you, and it's something that my my children pretty much ask me all the time. Well, the topic changes. The, the structure okay. is the same. Sounds intriguing. And I'm going to start with, oh, I know, right? I'm going to start with, what's your favorite color? Hmm. Uh, I'd say off the top of my head, my favorite color is probably uh, blue, but a particular shade of blue that's uh, pretty close to sapphire. So we'll go with sapphire blue because I can't think of fancy color names right now. So sapphire blue. Fantastic. What's your second favorite color? Am I going to have to come up with a bunch of shades? Um, okay, after blue, we'll go with red, I guess. But, but what's your third favorite oh color? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sticking to primaries here because, you know, if we go into shades, then it's just the, the, the world's over. So I said uh, blue, I said red. Uh, what's, what's the other one? Um, I think it's yellow, but I don't actually like yellow. So we'll go with green. No, what's your uh, fourth favorite orange. color? <laughs> so my kids will go five deep on any, any topic, which is really fun to answer. I mean, Abby, have you ever tried to answer like what's your favorite place to eat and then your second favorite so, place to quite eat? Quite honestly, I usually have trouble with the first part. Like what is your favorite? Because, uh, you know, everything's yeah. got a hierarchy or better yet. Uh, these are usually like pop culture type things. And I'm just like, wait, what was the last one? You know, someone will ask, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, like classic, the most recent, are you talking your favorite movie in an action Uh genre? Like, you know, what are you talking about? Because all of those types of things. But it's, it's, it's fun. Kids always want, they want to go really deep Mm. in a question, right? So they'll ask you the single question and then they're like, okay, but what's next? And what's next? And what's next? And what's your next favorite? And they keep going, keep going down and everything Well, And they do keep going down, but honestly, it's a, it's a great segue into the, well, okay. First, Bobby, what is your favorite color? I'm sure you've heard this question in the last five days, apparently, but what is your favorite color? (laughs) I have my favorite color. I'm split (gasps) on favorite colors. I'm a blue and green, blue and green, not turquoise. But blue, and I look, I have the color palette of most men. It's 16 colors, and you might be able to double that if you go light and dark. <laughs> okay. So um, so blue and green, and really all shades. Except turquoise. Of you don't like two. turquoise, which I, is a well, combo. No, turquoise just isn't my, yeah, turquoise just isn't my favorite color, right? It's blue and green. They're, they're, they're. They're equally up there on my They're equally up list. there. Okay. Well, and that's that's part of the uh, the power of talking about, you know, one particular favorite over another, as we talked about with the movies, right? I'll ask, are you talking mm-hmm. my favorite classic movie, my favorite action movie, my favorite movie that's been released in the last 12 months? Uh, because when you're talking about the power of one and how it applies to copy, you want to be super specific. And there's a reason for that. Because it's much easier for you to talk about something and talk about uh, the messaging that you're trying to get across 
if you've really narrowed down who you're talking to. So a brief description, if you will, for our audience, what is the power of one in your definition? Oh, in my definition. So it's, it ranges across everything. It's one subject, one idea, one thought process. Um, it's, it's, it's just one of everything. So every paragraph should have one idea in it. Then there, the whole you know, marketing thing should have one overarching theme and each sentence should really only deal with one subject, maybe two at a time before you hit the period. Um, you know, so it's, it's keeping things down to a very basic level of just one bite of information at any one point in time for throughout the entire even series and sequence of, um, Exactly. And I think it also extends to uh, creating your marketing campaign as well. Uh, You know, we've talked a lot Mm -hmm. about segmentation on this podcast and stages of awareness and that kind of thing. So it's not just a one idea for your sentences or one idea for your paragraphs, but it's also who was the one person, the one reader for this particular piece of marketing? Who is, Mm -hmm. you know, what is your one offer? Uh, that's a huge one, right? Every, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk with my clients and they'll say, yeah, you know, uh, the thing we want them to do is, I don't know, we want them to go fill out this application for a consultation, for example. But we also want to let them know about like this new thing we're doing. And we want them to, you know, talk about, hey, we got this really great award. Isn't it cool? And I said, okay, you can do all three of those things. But they have to be in separate messages and separate sequences because they have separate purposes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is that when split testing, split test one thing at a time right? Because if you change the headline and the image and your call to action, which one actually caused the bump? And, you know, is it, you know, can you replicate that? That's that's the whole idea. It it really, it exists. It's the whole idea behind A-B testing. But one of the things, you know, I try and emphasize to people is, look, you're testing one thing at a time, but you don't have to test against a huge audience, right? You know, if you're going to test the headline, it can go to 5%, 10%, just to get an idea. Okay. Is it, does it resonate? Does it not resonate? That kind of thing. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why you want to test one thing at a time, though, is because as long as you've, you're bringing in the right people, a small portion will be enough to give you an idea if you're in the right direction or if you're going in the wrong direction. But it's really important to have that one overarching purpose, if you will, when talking about your marketing. So, you know, let, let's do an example yeah, here for... Um, a type of marketing material here. Uh, so, you know, sales page, landing page, Facebook ad, or email sequence. Uh, you choose. What are we? What are we going to talk about for the power of one? I'm going to start with a, a single, single email. email. Of course, you are because you love emails. I like emails too. But <laughs> I no. I, I mean, I love I love all of them. But actually, no. I just I just did this with one of one of my clients. Um, is they they wanted they wanted an email. They wanted me to write them an email. It was a sales email, and they wanted to to sell a bunch of, you know, they wanted to sell mm-hmm. a product. They of course wanted to sell a bunch of products. So I got them down to, you know, what's the main one that we're going to focus on. And then they wanted to throw in PSs and all these extra. Oh, and also, by the way, we have this available. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So, um, you know, I wrote them the email about a single product and they decided to add oh. to it. And which is fine. I mean, I guess, you know, it's all, ultimately Absolutely. it's their stuff, which is, which is totally, 
it's totally cool because you know i mean it's not really totally cool but it's their business and you know they're they're only paying me for my expertise you know for whatever that is <laughs> right and um so yeah so they 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 changed and adjusted the email and then they said it flopped and i said okay what does flopped mean well we didn't get all the sales that we wanted i said okay well let's let me check the email let's make sure everything's good and then i realized that they had completely completely redone everything and i at they were trying to sell four or five different things oh in my. a single email so i said okay how about you send the email that i wrote for you and it i mean it crushed it it crushed their sales numbers everything that they wanted and everything like that and it was just removing all the other all the other stuff so they went from making paltry sales of a couple of different products so they made like one or two sales across five oh, different wow. products and then to just dominating anywhere between 30 and 70 so i mean like they're still getting sales in from that single email that got sent out a couple Absolutely. of days ago so and it's uh it's very interesting because um, I've had that happen before as well, where you send them something and then they're like, oh, well, see, we wanted something more. And so they, they, there's this kind of idea among a lot of people that more is better. So the emails need to be longer. There needs to be more information. There needs to be more of everything. Mm -hmm. And the, the truth is, especially when you're talking about doing something online, is people are easily distracted. So if you start introducing another idea and another idea and another idea and then oh we have this other thing you can do and suddenly they're like oh you know it's that a uh, indecision paralysis type thing right where it's like there's so many things i could do yep. so i'm just not going to do any of them because i can't make a decision um so yeah definitely we're sticking to the the one call to action uh for sure when talking about the power of one um and you know something i've noticed when talking about the power of one, it's especially in like uh, in headlines, right? A lot of people, they want to say, well, our stuff can do this and it does this and it does this, right? It's going to save time. It's going to reduce their stress. It's going to make their employees happier. I said, yeah, those are all subheads, right? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, what is the, how is that all going to tie together? So, you know, all three of those things means you're creating a happier workplace, for example. That's your big idea. You're creating a happier yeah. workplace. It's one idea. Now, there's different parts of that one idea. And that's where you can explore later on in the copy. But overall, you've got to have that one thing. Because if you put in the headline, we're going to make your employees happier, save you time, send you home earlier, and give you extra vacation, people are going to say, yeah, right. And they're going to walk away. Yeah, I, I mean... So I have a minor caveat to that because there is something there, there's a, there's something about the mental power of three, as long as the idea right, the is idea consistent, has to consistent, right? The idea has to be consistent, even if you list three benefits or even three features about whatever that mm -hmm. idea is. Usually benefits are better in benefits headline, always right? Sell, so three yes. benefits. Um, but in, in groups of three, as long as the single idea is the same. So if it's about saving you time, you know, it could be saving you time at, at home, at your office and during exactly. your daily commute, right? So something like that could, uh, you know, you, you hold the single idea, but you give them three instances where, where you do that and next, Y, and Z. So it's not always about just only giving one thing. Absolutely. Right. But there, there, there's, it's a minor caveat, but at the same time, it's still all about the, that power. Yes, definitely. One. The power of one. I mean, we keep repeating that phrase because it's a really common phrase when talking to copywriters. But uh, you can definitely see the 
see the uh, the benefit when doing uh, that grouping of three that you talked about, but having it all relate back to one main idea, right? When you're going to, uh, you, you can especially see this um, when talking about Facebook ads, you know, you want to know who is the one reader because you've got like, what, a uh, hundred words maybe and five seconds while they're scrolling your feed to see, okay, is this apply to me or not? So you want to really dial in really dial in on that that one reader and the one offer that you want them to do. Now, and remember that the one offer, it has to be the, the logical next step is what you want them to do usually for conversion. Uh, you know, ultimately, you want them to yep. buy the product, right? But if you're talking about somebody who's seeing the Facebook ad and they don't know who you are, what is your conversion then? Your one goal is to introduce who you are or your one goal is to say, oh, yep. I want to learn more and get them to another step, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing is each step along the way is one piece, right? So you're selling one product or, or you're selling, you know, because there's always upsells and cross-sells and downsells. So don't try to hit somebody up with, here's this one product and we'll all you know, also have this as an option and you have this as an option if you're doing it in certainly in a funnel flow it makes much more sense to say here's this single product people who bought this also bought mm -hmm. this product and so you got kind of your cross sell your upsell is people who bought this and wanted better results is this product you know and if you're in e-com and you have a store that's got a hundred thousand different SKUs your ad should go to a single product Absolutely. still. So what's your product of the month? What's the sale that you're running? The single, you know, the single sale. So it, we're recording this at the beginning of October when it comes out is a different <laughs> matter, right? But, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, you're starting to see the Halloween specials come out. So their one idea is Halloween 75% off. I mean, it's not quite 75% off yet. That usually comes out on yeah. November. <laughs> those are the, those are <laughs> right. the post holiday sales. 90% off of everything. Um, you know, but so you still have a single idea. And of course that a, a coupon like that will work rather well, but specifically targeting, um, you know, here in Halloween, whether it's a specific type of candy or you put a single, Im you know, put an image of a single style mm -hmm. of candy saying that, you know, candy, all candies, uh, you know, available for, you know, there's, there's different ways to get that power of one, even if you're going to a multiple, uh, multiple SKUs, but also that, that targeted individual product, individual ad to, you know, direct to whether it's a pre-sale page or, or the, the actual product page can be very, very lucrative for people, even though it's across, a, you know, a massive e-commerce platform. Absolutely. And, you know, when we're talking about e-commerce in particular, as you said, right, they have maybe a hundred or a thousand different products, but what is your core product? What is the, uh, you know, what is the one thing most people come in to buy first, for example? Um, you know, mm -hmm. as we're talking about cross-selling and upselling, a lot of those build on the core promise of what you're talking about. And even if we're talking about a course or we're talking about a book, you know, it doesn't have to be e-commerce. If we're talking about a, a mastermind, whatever, right? Is that the core thing people mm -hmm. come in on? Then you can talk about leading them to something else to make the most of what they're buying, right? But linking to that one offer, linking to the one next step they need to take because 
you know, uh, if anyone here remembers the early days of the internet, um, I certainly do. You know, everyone was click happy, <laughs> right? You, you saw links everywhere and everyone was clicking because, you know, there, there used to be a commercial and I forget what it was for, but it, it had this guy clicking around and then he reaches the end of the internet, right? There's a pop-up that says you've reached the end of the internet because that was something you might have... I think I vaguely right? remember And that this. was something you used to be able yeah. to do was like potentially reach the end, but that's not the case anymore, right? There's always somewhere else to link. So you want to make sure that if you're linking to something, it's going to be something that's going to lead them further down the path that they're looking for, that you're looking to lead. Um, and, you know, if you, if you keep uh -huh. clicking, if you keep giving them 15 different options in a, even in a blog article, right? If you're going to link out mm -hmm. to 15 different things, uh, and one of those is like an external page, then maybe they're not coming back. So, you know, we always want to be really uh, aware of what is the one goal I want them to do? What is the one next step? It may be that, oh, well, I wanted them to do this mm -hmm. and I'm looking to do that. I'm like, well, okay, that second thing, it's another campaign. It's another piece. It's another email. Um, or another, or another page. page. I mean, it just right. sort of it just sort of depends. I mean, it depends on it. I mean, because we we actually spoke about this in an earlier episode. Shameless plug. <laughs> Go listen. Um, so like uh, you know, which will be linked in the show notes. Um, so where we talked about uh the book plus yes. the audio, you know, audible, you know, or peanut butter and jelly. You know, when you have something that is truly synonymous that goes really well together, you can sometimes get away with it because it's just known, right? Like peanut butter and jelly. Very few people in the world go and buy peanut butter and don't buy it's, jelly. It's, it's a mean, travesty. I do because I will eat it with a spoon <laughs> and, or peanut butter and honey. Right, and I'm still offended right, by but, that. Um, you know, I know, but peanut butter and fluff, but we had that conversation in an earlier <laughs> podcast episode. So go listen to it. Um, you know, but there are very few things that, that automatically go together in everybody else's world, not right. just yours. I mean, you may go, well, you always want to buy this and this together. But if your audience doesn't know that and the general public Correct. doesn't know that, it becomes a separate upsell or companion sell, or it could even be like a bump offer. But again, that goes back into the episodes that we had beforehand. And, and, and all but today we're, you know, it's, it's about that one, that power of one thing per page, one thing, one overarching thing per campaign. And then as you move your readers and your prospects through that process, you can continue to add once they've done that one thing that you're asking them Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. So I think we've, we've kind of covered a lot of different ways that the power of one can be applied to marketing, can be applied to funnels, can be applied to writing your copy. Uh, do you have any final last thoughts or is that your last bid right there? Yeah, no, actually, so I, I do have one, one final last thought to kind of, to leave people with. Um, and a lot of people have a hard time getting down to what mm. is the one thing, right? So if you use the words and, or, or, <laughs> you have not gone far enough to get down to your one. In a line of copy, right? yeah. That and, right, that and and or is, that those are additional right? They may be additional or options, but it's not, it's not a single thing. So right, you, that's how you can know that you've really gotten down to what is your one thing, even if, you know, the overarching campaign, your individual page, if you have to go and, uh, then you're, you, you haven't gone far enough down to get to your single power of one thing. So that's what I would Absolutely. And uh, to build on that, 
the power of one also applies to your audience. And it literally is the one person you're trying to reach. Because if you start getting into, oh, we're reaching women between the ages of 25 and 35, that's not one person. Uh, and it's going to work best. You're going to be able to really hone in on your messaging. You're going to be able to just really speak the right language if you narrow that down to who is the one reader? Who are the types of, who is is the buyer we want more of, right? Uh, I've got a buyer, her name is Mary. Mm -hmm. She likes uh, this quilting stuff and these knitting needles and she always buys her supplies from us, okay? You want more Mary, right? So you're writing to Mary for like an e-com store that sells stuff for knitting, right? Uh, So it's really important Mm -hmm. to put the power of one into every part of your marketing and that extends to buyer personas, the one reader that is going to be reading the piece of marketing you're creating. That wraps up our conversation today about the power of one. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to uh, like our podcast, subscribe, and visit us on the website, chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guests.